I invite your attention this morning to the book of Daniel. Uh, the book of Daniel, please. Daniel chapter number five in your Bible. I'd like to wish you a happy Memorial's Day. And I think we as Americans and as Christians, we need once in a while something to remind us of who we are, where we are, how we got to where we are, and where we're going to end up if we don't change what we are. I don't have to say that again because I could not even think of that again. Daniel chapter number five, if you would please, this morning. Now, we are dealing with a brand new audio and video throughout the whole church, so if it rings a little bit, please don't gripe, brother. Ever who's working up there, they still got his training wheels on. Brother Pickett's got his training wheels on. And trying to figure that out. And we hope and pray that our live stream will be so much better. And uh, all the video has been redone and everything. So just be patient with us, if you would, please. And we'll try to try to do the job that needs to be done. Could I ask you a question? Is America in trouble? Verse 1 of chapter 5 of the book of Daniel, the Bible says, Then Belshazzar the king made a great feast to the thousands of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and the silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and his concubines drank out of them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold, of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and, in the, and of stone. And the same hour came four fingers of a man's hand and rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that his joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. Father, today we thank you so very much for this great country that we live in. And truly, Lord, she's the greatest nation in all the world. And we who are here today are so blessed to be citizens of the land of the free and the brave. And Lord, I know there's a lot 
could be said that is wrong with our country. But Lord, there's so much good. And may we not measure and may we not spend all of our time talking about the bad that we fail to experience the good. And I pray that this Memorial Day that we would call to memory the price that has been paid that we can gather today in this sanctuary and worship according to the dictates of our own heart and our faith without fear of reprisal, persecution, or imprisonment. Lord, there's places around this world today that Christians do not have that liberty. And we want to thank you today. And we want to remember those who made it possible for us. We ask it and pray in Jesus' name today. Amen. Well, it's just a good day to be alive. And I ask you the question, is America in trouble? Is there any need for concern? Is society as we know it eroding and on a downhill pull? Is our political process in America in trouble? Does it really matter which political party occupies the Oval Office? I read one time, all men are liars, especially politicians. Oh, I didn't read that last part. We Americans today are facing the biggest battle of our lifetime. Fox News and the other medias will tell you that our problem is political, social, or economical. But our problem today is not physical. Our problems today are much deeper than economics. Our problems today are much more severe, if you please, than politics. Our problem today in America is spiritual. And our battle in America today is not whether we have two cars with a one-car garage. Our problem today is the battle for the soul of our country. Everything else is just limbs. Our battle is with the root. Our battle is that we're losing what we used to be. Our problem is we have forgotten why we are here to begin with. You see, the position that we're in today is because of what we tolerated yesterday. And the position we'll be in tomorrow will be determined by what we tolerate today. 
Memorial Day is set aside to remember those who have given their lives for our families, for our friends and our freedom. One week after Pearl Harbor, Franklin D. Roosevelt said, those who long enjoy the privileges that we enjoy, forget in time that others have died to win them. Freedom is not really free. It almost always bought by the blood of patriots. Today is a very, very important day, I think, because as I read the Word of God and as I watch history, the only thing we learn from history is nothing. History has a bad way of repeating itself. Have you noticed that? Here in our text in Daniel chapter 5, Daniel saw much of the same thing that you and I are seeing and witnessing and experiencing at this day in America. Daniel in chapter number 5 speaks of the total collapse of the culture of Babylon. Culture is important. Someone has said that America is a multicultural country. Is that good? Or does America need to stay America? Other cultures come to America for the good that we have and then try their best to change it like the one they came from. The question I ask you today is our culture collapsing? Just thought I'd drop by and remind you of something. In Daniel chapter number five, if you read it and really get to where the context would place you, Babylon is now the world power of the day. Israel at one time was the great world power of the day. In Solomon's day, Israel was the one world power. They had law. Economics were wonderful. The politics were smooth and God blessed. But because of sin, God turned his back on Israel and Israel collapsed and they were defeated. And another world power arose, Babylon. Four-month journey across the Arabian desert it was, and there they built a world power. 
They say that around the city of Babylon there were 60 miles of high, wide, impregnable walls to protect those that were inside. Stored within the walls of Babylon was 20 years of rations, supplies, food, and necessities in case somebody tried to invade Babylon. A world power. They had become strong. They had become comfortable. They had become content. They were secure. The walls had never failed them. Their defenses and their military might had never failed them. And so they sat within the walls of this huge city, complacent, comfortable, and confident while they crumbled on the inside. You see, our problem is not militarily. Our problem in America is morally. Our problem in America is not gay bathrooms. Our problem in America is why are we even discussing it? Our problem in America is not transgender. Our problem in America is How did we ever come to this place? We're busy chopping off limbs while the soul of America rots. We argue about Republicans and Democrats while America morally and spiritually It's going down the tubes, if you please. And now we're trying to legislate morality. And you do not legislate morality. Morality stems from within, from the heart, not from the outside. Morality is not a bikini. It's why you got it on to begin with. That was not in my notes. And here she sets great Babylon, the world power of the day, secured, if you please, physically, but weak spiritually. Here she sets, if you please, rich materially, but bankrupt morally. Here she sets And everything is doom and gloom and they're having a party inside. I think maybe that Memorial Day is a good day to remind us where we came from. If you were to go to Canada and look at the history of Canada, you would see that adventurous folk came to Canada in search for gold. 
Go south of our border into Mexico and read the history and you'll find that the Spaniards came into Mexico looking for gold. Dive deep into the history of America and you'll see that folk came to America to find God. And that is a difference. And that has been the difference throughout the history of this great nation. America has been good because God is good. They come to America because it's the good land. They leave other lands because they're not good lands. And so our battle today it's not politically. Our battle today is the most harsh, severe, demanding battle of all of history. It is the battle for the soul of America. Amen. The good of America. The God of America. This great superpower Babylon, I believe if we look at the text in the next two or three minutes, we can discover some mistakes that she made. That we as Americans and Christians can learn from. Me as a dad, as a granddad, as a pastor, as a Christian, as a child of God, that I can learn from. When we read our Bibles, we ought to be able to learn from the mistakes of others. We should be able to learn from the wisdom of others. And there are some mistakes, I think, that Babylon made, that Belshazzar made, that Nebuchadnezzar made, that we can learn from today on this Memorial Day. First of all, I think we can learn from the lesson from four mistakes that they made. The first mistake, they lost all sense of remembrance. My daddy told me, son, if you get in a fight, don't whip a man till you turn him loose. Whoop him till he gets loose. That way he won't ever come back. We forget the whoopings that we got. We need to remember some things. Belshazzar forgot some things. Also, I think they made the mistake of the loss of the sense of reality. Americans are living in a dream world. For some reason, everybody thinks they have a right and nobody else has any. The gays have a right. The whoremongers have a right. 
The blacks have rights. Everybody has rights. Everything's a right. I'm confused. Between civil rights, human rights, and no rights at all. They tell me now I have a right to health care. I wonder where that was wrote or written. I'm sorry, that one went over your head. <laughs> the third mistake is they lost all sense of restraint. A big old boy from Missouri one time hit me so hard that I went home and asked my daddy, did you feel it? <laughs> and removed some dental work that I needed to take place. I don't remember his name, but I remember he's left-handed and I don't ever want to see him again. <laughs> that restrains me from ever wanting to see that guy again. We have lost all sense of restraint in America. They did too. I close after a while. They lost all sense of respect. Now I'm not saying anything other than this great superpower is on its way down. It's coming to an end. All because they lost all sense of remembrance. Notice chapter 5 and verse 18, please. It's quarter till. Moving right along toward that lunchtime, and we're going to get through in time. I want you to look at verse number 18. O thou king, the most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. Now, and for the majesty that he gave him, all people and nations, language trembled and feared before him. Whom he would he slew, whom he would keep alive, and whom he would set up, and whom he would put down. And when his heart was lifted up, and his mind hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. Well, Belshazzar, look at verse 22. And thou, his son, Belshazzar, thou hast not humbled thy heart. Belshazzar, have you forgotten 
what I did to your daddy. Belshazzar, have you forgotten that because of pride in your daddy's heart that I gave him an animal's heart, I took the kingdom from him, run him out into the field with the beast, and his hair grew long like eagle's feathers, his claw, his fingernails like claws, and he eat with the animals for all those many years until he came to himself. Belshazzar, have you forgotten something? And now, O oh Belshazzar, you have raised your pride against me. Belshazzar forgot the valuable lessons of the past. Forgot lessons that dad had learned, like in verse 37 of chapter 4, those that walk in pride, God is able to abase. Pride always leads to a fall, does it not? O Belshazzar, verse 23 Thou hast lifted thyself against the Lord of heaven. You know, I remember when America used to honor God unashamedly and openly. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think his name is etched in numerous monuments in Washington, D.C. If I remember correctly, I think his name is carved in granite on many of our government buildings. If I had any money in my pocket, I probably could find on some of the currency in God we trust. You know, Israel did the same thing. And God, Israel trusted until they forgot. There was a time in my life when I remember if God blessed us and we succeeded, we gave him the glory and the credit. I remember a time when somebody got in trouble, they went to the Lord in prayer and asked for mercy and help and aid. Now they go to a psychologist. Secular humanism has invaded in our life and pushed God out if you please. I ask you today, Has America arrived at the same place Babylon was that we've lost our sense of remembrance? I would say that we have. That's why this day is good. It just brings us back to the fact that somebody paid a, the ultimate price that we might enjoy the air conditioning, the lights, and the freedom to pray and worship God as we'd like. Have we forgotten anything in America? Have we lost our sense of remembrance. Secondly, they lost their sense of reality. Verse 1 of chapter 5. Watch this. This is so. I watch. 
I, I, I don't even like watching the news. I heard a commentator this week said, somebody has been telling me that I've been laughing a lot lately. And I started listening to my program, and sure enough, I have been listening, laughing a lot lately. And I tried to figure out why. And I figured out I hadn't been watching cable news. Hadn't been watching cable news. Hadn't been filling his heart with and mind with bad stuff. How bad everything is. Verse 1 of chapter number 5. Watch this. I want you to notice this. Verse 1. The Bible says, And Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords, and drank wine before the thousand. You say, now preacher, what do you mean he lost, they lost the sense of reality? Just outside of that 60 miles of high impregnable walls were the Medes and the Persians. The city was under attack. The city was being besieged. Anywhere you look past those huge, giant, broad walls was a Mede or a Persian with blood in his eye wanting to destroy the whole culture and the nation of Babylon. What does the king do? He has a party. as if nothing else in the world was going on. Reminds you of any Democrats you know? Or Republicans? Kind of remind me of Nero fiddling while Rome burnt. Kind of remind me of mom and dads who's arguing and raising hell while the kids go down the tube spiritually reminds me of well it's my party just lost all sense of reality I, I just the city's under attack but they have no worry because all of these many years the walls have kept them safe. They're planning ahead with all the rations, the material, and the supplies. They can eat for 20 years. So, with the Medes and Persians around the city, let's have a party. Lost all sense of reality. When I look at Americans and I just say, are you really thinking about this? Is there anything in the world 
so important to me that I could break his heart? Is 10 minutes of pleasure and a bottle of beer worth me ruining his life? Well, it's all about love. No, it ain't. It's all about reality. I brought him into the world. Now it's my responsibility to stick with him until he's ready to face the world. Wake up. It ain't party time. It's battle time. It ain't time to give in or give up. It's time to step up and do what God says to do and what's best for our country. We need a good dose of reality. The philosophy of life is eat, drink, and be merry. It seems to me that Americans are busy partying while Satan is destroying our homes and our churches, our schools. You know where the liberals were trained? In our schools. You know what's wrong with our government? Our schools. You know what's wrong with our schools? Christians and preachers who parted while the walls were being torn down by the devil and his crowd. How in God's name in America can a fellow by the name of Barney, a professed socialist, almost beat Hillary out? Talk about two bad horses in the same race. <laughs> Should outrun them with a mule. I don't know how Trump won. I tell you, he won. While our culture is being destroyed, Americans are partying. While our freedoms are being yanked from us, Americans are having a good time. I, I just, I need, I'm done. Because you ain't liking it and I ain't enjoying it. I think Babylon made the big mistake Losing all sense of remembrance. Man, I'm glad for my roots. Uh, you know, my daddy wasn't educated, but he is a wise man. My mama wasn't a great educator, she was a great Christian. They taught me how to work. They taught me the value of work. They taught 
taught me the value of, of character, integrity, honesty, paying up, showing up. Dear Lord, we need a sense of remembrance and a sense of reality. I think I'd like to close with they lost all sense of restraint. I found that in verse number two and three. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the gold and the silver vessels which the father, which the father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was at Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Now the, the penalty for polygamy is multi-mother-in-laws. <laughs> Mine not here. Thank the Lord. But here the king not only has multiple wives, he put in there and the king's concubines. These were women for sexual pleasure and added procreation. If it feels good, do it. Tastes good, drink it. Feels good, snort it. Feels good, inject it. Feels good, say it. Feels good, go there, stay there, do whatever you want to. I'm free, white, and 21. They had lost all sense of restraint. You know why? Because they lost the remembrance. And they lost the reality. You drink it, going to toast your brain. You smoke it, it's going to toast your brain. You drink it, Your kids are watching. Drink it. Road rage. Shoot somebody. No restraint. Everything goes in America. From gay marriage to transgender bathrooms. But now watch this. The Babylonians, just like the Romans, were blind to see the connection between moral decay and national decline. America is where she is socially because she is where she is morally. Society is bombarded with the idea that restraints 
are harmful and even evil. We are learning new terms today in America like tolerance, political correctness, relativism, progressive, so that used to be compromise, racism. New terms that we're being bombarded with every day. While we have our party, the devil's slinging these terms at us and scaring us off into our cupboards someplace. And we rest in the sanctity and the security of our homes, not realizing that we can't live there all the time. Did you know that 47% of 18 to 23-year-olds believes that morals are relative? No absolutes. Did you know that 54% of all the people, 18 to 23, believes there's many, many ways you can get to heaven? Do you know they believe in freedom of speech until it's on their university campus? Of course, everything's relative. Is sex outside of marriage okay? Well, that's relative. Is it okay to teach your kids to drink beer? Well, that's relative. Uh, I've got to close. I'm, just, I'm not saying America's there. I'm just saying this is where Babylon was. They lost all sense of remembrance. They lost all sense of reality. They lost all sense of respect. Nothing when Babylon was sacred anymore. Now I want to show you something. When everything got so bad, when they'd lost all the remembrance of what made Babylon great. And they lost all remembrance of reality. You leave your wife, what's wrong with your kids leaving theirs? You cheat on your wife, why can't your kids cheat on their wife? You don't pay your bills, why should your kids pay their bills? You don't get a job and you're healthy, then why should your kids work in America? After all, they have a right to eat. Everything is relative. And when they lost all of that, and King Nebuchadnezzar said, let's have a party. And then in verse four, I mean, verse five and six, I close. The party pooper shows up. 
Verse five and six, the party pooper shows up. <laughs> Do you know any party poopers? There are them guys said, no, I don't drink. There are those guys who said, no, I don't run around on my wife. No, no. There are those guys who said, yeah, we're going to church Sunday. Those party poopers. And the Bible said, and the same hour, while the party's going on, came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote, and the king's countenance was changed. I think today is a good day. I think the name of the day is a good name, Memorial Day. We need to remember from whence we came. We need to remember those who have made it possible for us to remain free. Those who have spilt their blood, lost their limbs, sacrificed their ultimate that you and I might be American. If we don't repent, I believe it's about time the party pooper showed up at our party. And I thank God for he who knew no sin but became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. For God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Glory be to God. God bless those who've gone on and God bless America.